Did you? Tried to, yeah, I tried to crack yeah. open the cold. That was one. perfect. You did yeah. it like right it. on the. <laughs> oh man, that's it. Oh, that's boy. the intro. Cracking open a cold one. Welcome everyone to Steely Dan. Uh, wait, no. What do we call the show? <laughs> it's called Steely Dan and something good. Uh, no, yeah. it's picking up something good. A limited run prestige podcast about Steely Dan. Welcome to Steely Dan December. This is our third episode. <laughs> We're getting right into it getting right into it this 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 week because uh it's a short episode it's not and it's it's insubstantial episode Mm. um but it is short by the way just to to be clear the the cold one i cracked open i'm not back on the wagon or off the wagon i forget which one it is uh this is a dr pepper Uh, that's a cold one that is i mean it's a cold one but you know one of the 23 flavors is beer (laughs) (laughs) oh no really shit I shouldn't be drinking this. <laughs> yeah, right there after caramel color. <laughs> Booze. Uh, we are, um, you know, this is kind of a kind of a different episode. We're only covering one album today. Uh, we're also doing, you know, a mailbag episode, uh, and we have been actually mandated by Noise Space. We're not actually allowed to mention any other podcasts. <laughs> Yeah. Or we're not allowed to mention any other podcasts or link out to any other podcasts. Noise Space understands that people listen to a variety of podcasts, but they've decided that free promotion uh, of podcast is against the the policy. Now uh, they will accept paid promotion still, though. Right. That's that's they've carved that out of the policy, which is interesting. So if you'd like to pay us to mention your podcast, like, um, like I don't know, and also with you is a good podcast. Like that would be. Well, well, that's a podcast on the network, so we're allowed to mention that. Oh. I can't mention any podcasts like Serial. I can't mention Podcast the Ride. I why would can't you want to? Yeah, why would you want to mention Serial? Double Threat. Let's uh, <laughs> jump. I'm jumping out of the bit. Why was Serial the one you went with? I people okay. Podcasts are not as popular as they used to be. Um, I think the last podcast everybody was really into was Serial. Yeah, because yeah, they were like really kind of have a moment. They were kind of like, it's just they're the weird parasocial again. now about like about like a dead woman yeah yeah but not us that's not what we do we're parasocial about two guys named steely and dan no those those guys are my friends <laughs> they're literally our friends um yeah on account of we listen to all their albums so they're our friends yeah well not all of them yet not all of them yet what album are we listening to this week though mace we're listening to the royal scam which is you know <laughs> still going am i right yeah it's every goddamn day every fucking day i um, have like 15 dollars in my checking account anyway uh the royal, royal scam is an album <laughs> it's an album by steely dan it was released in 1976 i think it was just they're still putting out albums yearly at this point right um yeah even i mean yearly at most like yeah they're on the call of duty release cycle here yeah they're Uh, on their call of duty shit in the (laughs) mid 70s uh, is what everyone would say about steely dan i I feel like that's accurate that's that's what they were all printing in the newspapers oh they're doing it like call of duty um they called actually the royal scam in a cream magazine it looks like they called it the um the modern warfare 2 of the of steely dan <laughs> i say that's fair uh yeah let's 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 get into it we're talking about the royal scam this is the second album uh that is you know post the core five dan right like this yeah is, they're 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 done touring uh they've they've been done touring they're barely even talking to interviewers lately uh yeah. like they're, they're they're very they're stuck in the studio um and they're locked they, in there 
you mentioned last time that they didn't even listen to Katie Light when it was finished because they, I don't know, there's like some production thing. Yeah, because they didn't want to listen to, they, they thought there was too much noise on it. Which is weird. So I, I, I get the sense, and before we like go song by song, listening to the album as a whole, I get the sense that they were like, okay, well, let's not have that fucking happen again. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I kind of want to, before we get track, track by track, I want to start by saying that I think that the album cover, I need to talk about the album cover. Okay, yeah, you know what, I'm glad... <laughs> I need to Let's talk, about, talk the al- about the album cover. Yeah, uh, I have a little bit of information about it here. Uh, the album cover shows a man in a suit sleeping on a radiator, and apparently dreaming of skyscraper beast hybrids. Uh, I, cover I, it's was- fun. I like the way the way that it looks. I, I hate that it. It's bad, but it's good. <laughs> I like. I like it. <laughs> I, hate I don't. To I think the it. painting is an ugly thing to look at, but in a way like- that I like. It, they look like big dicks, like penises, just straight yeah, up. Yeah, the one, the like, so there's like the snake looking one, and that's fighting the weird weasel looking thing. I don't know animals. And then there's like, I don't, the the one in the third one. Yeah. What is that? What is that animal even? It's like got that its mouth like fully a... open, it's just going, ah! But like, what is that animal? Might be a crocodile, perhaps? really bad perspective on or like a lizard or so. some shit yeah it's really bad and i don't understand why they had to do that cheap little like fade to the guy sleeping on the radiator which by the way you don't that probably gives you some kind of like cancer or something i'm sure oh yeah probably yeah he's, uh, he's got he's like a he's a he's like a like a platonic ideal of a of a drifter in the 70s he's got that like classic hole in the bottom of his loafer yeah he's He's got like the Steely Dan loser uh, outfit. He's got yeah. He's he's he, that's Charlie Freak. Yeah, he's Holy the loser shit. from all the other songs. Yeah, he's the prototypical loser. Do you have any info on this? Like why it is the way it is? Yes, I actually do. The cover was created from a painting by Zox, who was like an abstract expressionist painter. Zox. Zox, like okay. socks, S O X, but Z O X. It's weird. Uh, right. And a foot. And a photograph by Charlie Gantz. It was originally created for Van Morrison's unreleased 1975 album, Mechanical Bliss. Oh. The, the concept being a satire of the American dream. I don't give a shit about Van Morrison. I don't think I've ever heard... Have I heard a Van Morrison song? I feel um, like I haven't. He, uh, is he... Did he do Brown Eyed Girl? Is that his, right? Uh, he's wearing a fedora in this picture, so Ooh, probably... He is wearing that fedora. He's He sucks. He had a... Yeah. He has a... His most recent... I... He's I I know him for like one song that was on, you know, classic rock stations when my dad was listening to them, and like, then I also know him because Van Morrison released this like COVID era album where it's all like, it's all like woke culture is evil and don't oh, get the no. jab. It's oh re- no, but like, but also the songs are really bad. So it's funny. <laughs> It's it's always right wing content that's really bad. <laughs> the first single off of it was "Have You Heard My Latest Record Project." What? Yeah, that's the name of the song. That's how it goes. "Have You Heard My Latest Record Project" is the lead single off his latest record project. <laughs> this is Van Morrison Corner. Everyone point and laugh at the Fedora Man. The Fedora Man who hates the jab. Um, but, <sighs> but you know what he he probably loves the cool crisp taste of a Dr Pepper. Ah, one of the 23 flavors being booze. This is the Steely uh, Dan of sodas. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It's very, um, it's very laid back. It is not for everyone. Not for everybody. If you think about it too hard, it tastes like shit. My girlfriend fucking hates it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, there's a lot of similarities. And the diet version is way worse. What's the diet version of Steely Dan? Um. The Eagles. The Eagles. Oh, it's like right there, obviously. We'll get to them in a bit. Um, well, yeah, we're going to talk about them shortly. Uh, did you know that, just kind of like my last bit about the album art here, did you know that in the liner notes for the 1999 remaster of this album, Steely and Dan claim it to be the most hideous album cover of the 70s, bar none, excepting perhaps Can't Buy a Thrill. They're, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so they didn't like it either? Yeah. <laughs> Fellas, I'm glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> it's I like it uh, because it's bad and it sucks and I hate it. And that's why yeah. it's good. It reminds me of Weather Report's album. Oh, the one with the big hat? The one with the big hat on it, yeah. That's the, what? First of all, fantastic fucking album. Second fucking of all, great. Yeah, really bad album cover. <laughs> I uh, think the hat's much better. It's much funnier. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also more like, it's very iconic. Like, you, yes. think of, you think of Weather Report, you think of the big hat. When you think of Steely Dan, you don't immediately leap to Animal Building, Homeless Man, right? Well, here's the thing. With... Uh, I, uh, there are two bands I think of when I think of the big hat. I think of, uh, heavy weather, weather reports, heavy weather. Yep. And I think of Jamiroquai. And we don't talk about him on this we podcast. We don't talk about him. For we reasons don't, we... we don't also talk about. Yeah, I'm just saying. Moving uh, on before it gets weird. <laughs> let's talk about this album. It's called The Royal Scam. And the first song on The Royal Scam is not The Royal Scam. It is actually Kid Charlemagne. This is, I just found out that this is a Kanye sample. I'm so sorry to talk about Kanye West in late 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's the first thing I thought about when I heard this song for the very first time. Yeah, I'm not I was a Kanye like, head. Um, boy, that has a different connotation now. That, yeah, that's because it's way worse now. Like skinhead. Um, doesn't he, oh, wait a second. Black skinhead. <gasps> the signs were oh. there all along. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Anyway, I'm I'm not a big Kanye head. So uh, what uh, what did he sample this in? He sampled this on a song called Champion from uh, his album Graduation. He sampled the uh, chorus. It's like, did you realize that you are the champion? Mm. That's a good it's, sample. Yeah. It was actually like a really really good song, but the, I don't talk about that anymore. Well, we're talking about <laughs> this really good song, which we can talk about. <laughs> Holy this, fuck! Yeah, <laughs> this song this rules. Is, Fucking awesome. It's also about a drug dealer is the thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Steely Dan. It's Steely Dan. Well, it's about a specific uh, drug dealer. Yes. Owsley Stanley. Um, which I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, wasn't familiar with fully uh, until I was like, what are they talking about? And then I looked it up. He's based uh, in your section. neck of the woods. Say it again? He's, he's based in your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. The, the San Francisco treat. Yeah. He's dealing, wheeling and dealing the San Francisco treat, which is LSD. That's LSD. Uh, I think this. I think the song is great. This is a really. I mean, so we were both kind of down on Pretzel Logic and Katie Line, and uh, excuse me. Oh my God, Doctor Pepper makes you burp. What the fuck? <laughs> Leaving that in. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> you know when you burp and then you forget. You, uh, you, you were saying we were, we were down. Talking? You were saying we were down on... Oh, yeah, uh, we were kind of down on the last two albums, and then coming into this album, I was like, all right, fellas, giving you one more shot. And they're like, oh, okay, don't worry. Here's Kid Charlemagne. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm back in. I'm back fucking in, boys. 
Yeah, I don't know how, how they didn't just simply write this song instead of any of the other songs on the other two albums. Re- like, it, it's addictively funky. They get really funky on this album. They like, do. They, they yeah. The jazz is still there. The rock is still there. But that fusion, that fusion recipe they've been cooking, there's oh, yeah. a little bit of funk in there. That's also why I think of this album um, as, like, that's also the, the thing that reminds me of Weather Report on this record. Mm, it's a funkier like, jazz. Right, right, right. It's a way funkier jazz. They they were going for, like... They're going Jaco Pistorius on her ass. I don't know who that is. Bassist of the Weather Report. Oh, I mean, I don't know who the guys are. I just figure it's, like, thunder, rain, I lightning. I can't believe... That. Yeah, those are all the guys in the Weather Report. I can't believe I have a podcast if someone doesn't know who Jack Pistorius is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. What else uh, do you a, think about the song? I just... What a great fucking song. That guitar solo kicks ass oh yeah really like incredible session work this this go around i mean the session musicians always put in uh you know a paycheck and a half of work on a steely dan record even the ones even the songs they didn't like they're like okay wow they're they're cooking in there wow these these guys were cooking this this album uh do you have i'm i'm trying to look at the personnel uh on wikipedia it's just sort of jumbled so i don't know who exactly played on what um, uh, yeah, I've got the info right here, actually. Yeah, do you, so uh, who, who did the who did that solo on Kid Charlemagne? So this is a Fagin. This um, is a Fagin solo. Okay, nice. Yes, yeah, no, no, it's a Fagin just in general. Um, it's actually the the solo is Larry Carlton. Oh, okay. He's a session musician. He looks like somebody's grandpa. Uh, he's not really. Um, yeah, I'm looking at him. Yeah. He's not super famous. Besides, oh, this. he was a member of the Crusaders. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's like an early jazz fusion group for those right. who don't know. So maybe they were just hiring the jazz fusion guys. Off oh, the... they definitely were. I mean, they 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 knew how to hire some really good guys. Yeah, they were hiring the jazz fusion guys off. And it was mostly guys. <laughs> Steely Dan was, was kind of a sausage fest. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't think there were any women in Steely Dan at any point. Uh, wait, I, well, except for, I mean, the backup singers. They, they, they have a lot of female backup singers. So I guess... Yeah, that counts. Yeah, but you know there was probably something really weird about that. You, you um, think it was probably yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Anyway. <laughs> Kid Charlemagne fucking rules. Love it. Um, I don't know what else to say about it except it's great. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, Owsley used to be... Um, so he, I guess he made a lot of LSD. And extremely... <sighs> In an in a very guy who used to make LSD move, he later became a sound man for the Grateful Dead. <laughs> oh shit! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh. just, <laughs> I mean, like you know, life finds a way, right? Life finds a way to get you as a sound guy for the Grateful Dead when you make a really potent LSD. Yeah. I feel like that's why they hired him. <laughs> I mean. Is there another reason? Oh, I guess the sound probably too, but they weren't. They they had that covered probably. Uh, yeah. I do actually have one one little tidbit about this song before we move on. Uh, is there gas in the car? Yes, there's gas in the car. Love that. Li- I love that bit. The way it's delivered, like F- Fagin's vocals have really come into their own the past few albums, but like he's really just going for it uh, right. this time. Um, in a Rolling Stone interview before Steely Dan's 2009 tour, Walter Becker, Walter Dan Becker, excuse me, <laughs> said that this was their most requested song. Makes sense. 
this lyric specifically creates a, a really big sing-along moment. Uh, but also, he, he says also of this line, a cab driver once yelled, or once told me that that was the stupidest line he's ever heard. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's that's why it works. Uh, this is fucking, this song fucking rips ass in a it way does. that I didn't, I didn't expect it to rip, rip ass after these two. I thought there was going to be, to be honest with you, listener, we thought this was going to be a throwaway episode where it's just like, oh, you know, Asia and Gaucho are going to be the big ones. we're waiting for the big, the big ones. Yeah, no, holy shit. I, I, I'm not familiar. I was not familiar with your game, Steely. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is hard. I want to visit the caves of Altamira, wherever the fuck that is. Wow, I know. Oh my god, this is another song that goes so hard. Like, well, it, it goes soft, I should say. It goes hard in, in, the way, in a way that's soft, because it's, it's smooth. They love going really hard in the opening track, and then smoothing it out in the second track. That's right. They, they have that pattern down, which is played to very good effect here. Um, so goddamn smooth. One of the most catchy, One of the, probably the most catchy chorus on the album. And that's hard. 100%. Hard to, to say because there's a lot of good catchy choruses. Wasn't my big complaint about Katie Light was like these choruses suck. <laughs> yeah, they were they were very mid like none, none of the mid none hooks. of the nothing grabbed me on Katie Light. The I hooks were like, not hooking. I feel like they lied to me. They lied to me about all <laughs> those hooks. But these hooks, they're fully hooking. Especially no, this yeah. one. Um like uh Oh my god, I just I love this song so much. It's it's okay. This album, the Royal Scam, is one of those things that's horrible to look at visually. Yeah. But once you put it on, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever heard. You really can't judge it by the cover. <laughs> There's so many the harmonies of the chorus. I think gave me uh, the ASMR tingles at one point, and it's really hard for my I I like I don't really get that response ever. Oh yeah. Um. So it was like I mean that's that's a plus in my book. Um, there's also a lot going on production-wise in this. Yes. But it's also clean. It is, it is beautifully carved out, like, sonically. I, I made, I'm gonna quote my own co-host post, which is legal to do on a podcast. We're allowed I to got promote. excited. I thought you said, uh, you're gonna quote your own co-host. I got really excited. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you get to quote yourself. Oh, fair. Do, I'm not doing your work for you. You, you, you. The reason you're on this call is because you have to quote yourself. I'm not doing it right. for you. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Anyway, I'm quoting my co-host post on cohost.org. Or paraphrasing, I guess. Where I said, like, the, the this was when I was getting really into Asia and, and Gaucho, where um, I got the sense that, like, like, Weather Report is a band, and they make their jazz in a studio. But Steely yes. Dan is a research department and they make their jazz in a laboratory. <laughs> and I think this is like, this is the, this is their, this is like the first, like, Oh, they really are going hard on like, no production is part of like, like we, we play the guitar and the piano, but we also are, are playing the studio as the instrument. There are legitimately so many like jazz fusion, like dad rock quote unquote bands that do not give a shit about what it sounds like in the studio. A lot of these people are content playing, like, to the worst acoustics possible <laughs> in, like, the worst bars possible yeah. in, like, the, the worst suburbs you've ever been to. And you're gonna love the show. Don't get us wrong. But it's just that, like, fidelity isn't always the goal for, yeah. for bands like, you know, in the similar vein. But Steely, I mean, Steely. 
Steely and Dan, they are they are masters of their craft in the studio. And honestly, it makes me I don't have I, I usually don't really um I don't want to, you know, go back in time and see how an album was recorded. Mm-hmm. But with these kind of do though. Kind of do with these. Yeah, with these I'm like, okay, let me I just want to see how, I don't even want to interfere. I don't want to talk. I don't I just want to see what happens. I don't want to like, interfere. I want to um, take notes. Yeah, I want to take notes. I want to, you know, like listen to it being recorded and then I want to step on a little bug and when I get back, Nikki Flowers is like a dog. Oh, cuz he stepped on that bug. Yeah. I told you not to do that. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> Going on stepping on bugs. Jesus Christ. The bug. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's uh weird bit that didn't have an end. Okay. <laughs> Next song. Don't take Don't me alive. Don't take me alive. It's another fucking loser song. Hell yeah. It's like uh so it's like it's uh there's loser songs and that's sort of the umbrella. Mhm. And like underneath the umbrella is a crime boy. This is, a, this is a, it's another crime boy song. No, this is like yeah, he's this guy is Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's oh, he's full crime boy, right? Like I'm trying to think like uh uh it's another he's a crime, hostage. A taker. Night, night by night. That's another crime boy song. Yes, 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 yes. Like that's that's the kind of thing. Like it's they're slinking around. They got a gun. Uh, they're really proud about having a gun. <laughs> Just really proud. He's like, <laughs> I'll show you my gun. It really is something. That I, I'm not. I mean this lovingly. It seems like Steely and Dan. They just like they get into these like little giggle fits in the studio, and they're like, what? What if we wrote a song about a gun? Oh my god! What if, so a what if a what guy if, had a gun? What if a guy had a gun? What if a guy had a gun? Um, and it's very exciting. It's a very exciting idea to them. And I like that they keep uh going back to the well because every time they do it, it gets better and better. Like, Don't Take Me Alive is a far better crime voice on the night by night. Right. Actually, there is about this, about the song, Donald yep. Fagan says, in Los Angeles and throughout the world in general, terrorism is a way of life, actually, for a lot of people. I huh. feel like he's really huh. overselling how hmm. much we do terrorism here in Los Angeles. I mean... And I also would have to ask, like, what do you mean by terrorism? <laughs> what is that? I mean, what do you mean by he's, that? He's right, and I'm going to take him out of context here. He's right in that the LAPD is, like, a, a unit of terrorism. But um, I don't do much terrorism myself here in L.A. I don't... Yeah, I don't, you're, not, I like, you're not taking hostages, because that's what this song's about, right? Like, that's what I got from it. Yeah, he's, but I'm not also not signing up to do terrorism right now. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think he's talking about gangs. Yeah, but, but like, it's that's fun- like that's different. It's, that's like a whole different thing, man. It's way funnier to imagine that he's talking about like everybody who lives in LA has to join ISIS. <laughs> Everyone's. <laughs> you've got, you know, you, you you got LA. You can join. You can join like a spin class, or you can join ISIS or something. <laughs> you know, you got to get out there. It's good for exercise. It's a city of angels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this particular loser song because that is like I mean there's like it's a very specific kind of loser to to take hostages, negotiate with police and then start negotiating with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, um so that I, I like that about it. They they keep uh What was I going to say? Hold on. There's just so much to talk about. This is this is a very dense album. Do you get do you get what I mean? This yeah. it's very dense. There's a lot going on. Katie lied. There was just kind of like, it just felt kind of like, it's all just. They weren't really trying with Katie. I mean, they were, but they weren't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to insult the people who like Katie Light is their like favorite Steely. And they, they, you know, we're doing like a, 
a, a damn blasphemy or something. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to poke fun. But it just it felt there, like there was a there was a, a, a like a drive to be doing something with the album that you got with the second album mostly, but a little bit with the first one. And right. then you just kind you kind of got it with the thing you got from Pretzel Logic was like, well, we need a hit again. <laughs> and then right. with Katie Light, it didn't feel like my conclusion to, uh, to Katie Light is like they were really focused on, wow, we don't have a band anymore. What can we do? And it felt like kind of a like in a weird way, like a debut album. And this is like the sophomore unslump album. So to right. Speak. It, it was like the, with Katie Light, they were noodling, trying to figure out what they're what what they were going to do without a band. And now here it's a little bit more crystallized and it fucking whips and it fucks. Yeah, and it's all it's all come together. Except I have one nitpick on this song. Yes. There's one part that doesn't quite come together. You're saying Oregon wrong. You know what? Yeah. That's it's I it's, it's further proof that they're East Coast boys with a West Coast sound, but they're not West, West Coast, Coast boys. boys. Yeah. They are West Coast not boys West would Coast pronounce boys. Oregon correctly. That's all I have to yeah. say on the matter. The East Coast boys don't know how to pronounce Oregon because Oregon. they've never been to it. Oregon is just, you wouldn't even call it the Oregon Trail. I hear a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's ridiculous. I, when I when I first moved to Vermont, uh, they uh, uh, the kids at my school made fun of me because they would ask me where I'm from and I'd say Colorado. And they'd be like, why are you saying it like that? It's Colorado. And I'm like, first of all, I'm from there. You don't get to tell me how it's called. Uh, second of all... No, it's not. Colorado. And so I made fun of them. Like, oh, what do you call it? Nevada? And they're like, yeah, that's what you, yeah, like literally. Like, oh my God. They just, they just say the state's wrong over there. (laughs) Yeah. The East Coast boys don't know. People from the East Coast can't read or write. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Jeez. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to co-sign that one, but I'm leaving it in to leave you up. I'm I'm leaving you to hang out to dry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll do. (laughs) I'm editing this one. All right, uh, my hateful, my hateful little friend. <laughs> you, let's talk about sign-in stranger. Uh, sign-in stranger. You piece of shit. Probably... What do you think about this song? <laughs> As someone who can't read or write, uh, sign-in oh, stranger okay. is uh, probably the best song on this album. Yeah, it's not a lot of not a lot of heavy reading on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you um, really do? You, do you think this is the best one on the album? Really? I think the fucking guitar whips ass. Holy shit! It does, but like for real, the best one. Well, I mean, this is, I, I'm not I get saying like a, I disagree. I'm just like, are you sure you want to? I get your like final big, answer. Like a big space energy from this one. Like it feels big like space energy. It's Steely Dan in space. It whips. Oh, like outer space. Yeah. That's the feeling you get from it. Interesting. I don't get that at yeah. all. But, like, I do... It does... It evokes something. I mean, Fagan did say it takes place on another planet. Oh, he does? Yeah. He Sign says it takes stranger. place on another planet. We sort of bo- borrowed the Sin City slash pre- Pleasure Planet idea that's in a lot of science fiction novels and made a song out of it. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking... This is the... I, so, like, I didn't... Uh, I didn't look at the lyrics. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I picked up a bunch of the lyrics for most of the songs. But yeah. this one, yeah. Have you heard about the boom on Mizar 5? I didn't catch that. <laughs> I, li- I was like, what the fuck is Mizar 5? Mizar is a star. It's, it's near the Big Dipper. This no, not near out- the Big Dipper. It makes up part of the handle of the Big Dipper. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. This, is- it, this takes place on a planet surrounding uh, one of the Big Dipper stars, which is like such a... 
I wasn't expecting them to do a sci-fi song. This is fucking Star Wars, the year before Star Wars came out. It even came out in the same month. Twelve. I feel like George Lucas May ripped of 76? off. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. George Lucas ripped off Steely Dan. Also, they invented Pepe. Yes, they did. I the, did pick the, up the that guy. lyric. Pepe has a scar from ear to ear. So someone fucked up Pepe, which he had a comment to him. I mean, he probably deserved it. He was he was on like Glorgnex Seven doing some like quibbler crimes. <laughs> the 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 Clorbax massacre of twenty five eighty six. I I feel like if Steely Dan were to write an entire sci fi novel, it would be, th- it would be the most major dude thing I've ever heard. Oh God, yeah, that's like peak major dudeness. Yeah, it would be. Uh, it would probably be a, a modern classic. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of references to, like, Pinchon in here, too. Yeah, I was gonna say, with the yo-yo, right? Yeah. The do like to take a yo-yo for a ride? Yeah, I didn't which quite I pick f- up on that at first, but I was like, wait, what is that from? Like, what is that? Why is that, what is, why is yo-yo, yeah. Steely Dan did not strike me as, like, they didn't strike me as Pinchon people, weirdly enough. The, Steely Dan? The band Steely Dan, named after a thing from Naked Lunch. You didn't, they didn't strike you as a Pinchon? Like, not entirely. Like, I feel Are like shocked, maybe though? they just... No, not at all. They got, they're very bookish guys. They're they're bookish motherfuckers, and at least they're not talking about Bard College. Thank God they've moved on from that. They they <laughs> ran out of stuff to talk. I guess that's enough anecdotes from Bard College. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to reference uh, Pinchon? 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 How do you Pinchon? I, pinch I actually Pinchon, but it might be Pinchon. I don't know. He's Pinchon. Uh, listeners, let us know. <laughs> uh, it also it makes sense that they would uh, they'd like him. You know, he's also kind of a reclusive. Like, no, I'm working. I'm not yeah. going to go on a book tour. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make multiple cameos on The Simpsons, but but I won't make any public appearances for 50 years. They they also <laughs> have this line a little later in that verse about the Cancan Jacques. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, this genius edition does talk about Moulin Rouge, but before I read before I read the lyric, I was like, mm, the Cancan, like in Moulin Rouge, like Ooh, in the Baz Luhrmann oh, wow. film. Um, Let it be known that I hated Moulin Rouge. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's. But I only know the Can Can from uh, Moulin Rouge. I guess it's good for something. Boz Lerman's only good movie was Romeo and Juliet. Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> Get it right. God. That's where we got the Radiohead song "Talk Show Host." God. Uh, it's, uh, it's so simple. Um. I like this one. Yeah. I like um. It. I don't know that it's my favorite. But really? I. Yeah. So it's only because. It just happens to be right before the Fez. Oh, the Fez. The Fez. The Fez. Not to be not to be confused with Wilmer Valderrama's um, weird character on the 70s show. We don't talk about that Fez. <laughs> That's my new 70s show sequel. We don't talk about that Fez. <laughs> um, the Fez... Okay. This is my favorite Steely Dan song. This is about fucking, right? It's about not wanting to do it without a fez on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So here's the thing with Steely Dan. So uh, last last week I, I revealed to you that my my girlfriend's like theory of Steely Dan is that they're kind of like a kids band. Like like songs are always like explicitly about something. There's like a clear narrative. Right. This is a breath of fresh air. The song because it's just it's just about not wanting to do it without the fez on. That's it. What is the? It's fez? so simple. You know what it is. You know what it is. Oh, it's a condom. No. What? No, it is. 
<laughs> Can you imagine if it wasn't? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, this is a song about having safe sex. <laughs> and also, it fucks so much harder than any other song in the album. Ironically, it's or great. not, I guess, depending on your perspective. It's fucking great, but what is... They they gotta start warning me when a, when a song is about like beating off or like <laughs> or like putting up some some latex on your dick. Uh, there is an animal collective song called Derek, and in the middle of the song, it's a song about his uh, like his first dog that we yeah. he had when he was a kid. And in the middle of it, he's panda bear is singing about wrapping your peckers, and I'm just like, can you Bro, not sneak up on me? Hey, like, with your we're talking dick about Derek. Can you like put some <laughs> pants on, man? <laughs> It's like it's very, so wildly inappropriate for our Derek chat. It's very arresting. <laughs> hey, can I pa- pause the podcast? Uh, audience, go do something for like a minute. Hey, yeah, turn around, turn around, turn around. Uh, cover your ears, earmuffs. Yeah, what's up? Um, do you think Animal Collective uh, did uh, did circle jerks together? Oh, like like as a bonding like... thing, like like as a or you know, like just do you, do you think they? Do you think they explored each other's bodies? Yeah, totally. Like the Beatles did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, like 100%. I, I, like, I, I know we're not doing an Animal Collective podcast, so it's, like, not really appropriate to ask during a Steely Dan one, but, like, I didn't want to forget. I, like, just want to make sure, because they definitely did, though, right? I mean, if we were ever to do an Animal Collective, like, run-through, I, I would be the one to tell you that, yes, they probably explored each other's bodies. I only like, know, like, a lot of, like, of them. <laughs> There's like a lot of early symbolism. Well, maybe we'll put it on the docket. There's a lot of early symbolism where they talk about, you know, like they're 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 very shirtless together, and I, I genuinely believe that they explored each other's. Okay. Bodies. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. okay hey, we're back. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, the Fez. It is about fucking, but yeah. safely. Safely um, and a great this, song. This song changed my life. First <laughs> of all, I know what a condom is now, and boy, that would have solved a lot of problems. And second of all. <laughs> Uh, this, I mean, I listened to the song on a loop all of Tuesday. It just, it like took over my brain. You know, you just, you get obsessed with a song or like you get a song stuck in your head and you get, you listen to it to get over it. But like, sometimes I get a song so lodged in my head where I'm just like, okay, this is the song that I'm listening to this week. Oh yeah. The, I, it, it has, it like, has completely taken over my brain. It's the ultimate groove. It is the most undeniable funk. This is, this is, this is the, like, this is, this is a song. This, the, you know what the vibe is? You know, you know what's, what? I finally pinned it down. What's Why the vibe? it's so pleasing to me. It's got, it's, it's the end credit song for a film entitled The Fez that came out in 1998. It's the song you know that what? immediately plays as the credits roll. A hundred percent. This is the needle drop song for the Fez. It stars. Um, I'm gonna say it Will stars Polly. No, Polly Shore. Oh, Polly Shore is the Fez. Yeah. No, or or Rob <laughs> Schneider as the Fez, in like a weird racist way. It's aged poorly, but that needle drop at the end credits. It did win a Grammy, and everyone remembers it fondly from the yeah. 90s. And honestly, okay, so it stars. It stars Rob Schneider. And he plays a man who has just moved to America. His name is the Fez, and he doesn't know anything about um, like American culture, and that's really funny to us as a group. Uh, that's and the it joke. Also, the joke is that features... he's a foreigner, and that's '90s comedy sometimes. Yeah, it features a um, a brand like the 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 first role of a young Sasha Baron Cohen. This movie doesn't exist, but it could. It could, and this would be the song 
on the end <laughs> credits. It has it's there's something about the 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 vocals when right. they're doing the one lyric. No, I'm never going to do it without the fess on. A hundred percent. It's just so like I, I just it's just <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I it's not a it's not a. I don't know. I just I I can't I can't get over how good the song is. Yeah. Now anyway, green earrings. <laughs> green earrings. I tried to take notes for this album, but at this point, I'm just so obsessed with the Fez that the only thing I have in my notes app just says, "Bro, I'm gonna come." Because <laughs> <laughs> this song also fucks really hard. <laughs> this yeah this. <laughs> They are, I think that the, the lyrics on this are a little lazy. Like, they, they kind of stop trying, it looks like. But oh, like, the lyrics are not the draw of Green Earring. Yeah, but it makes up for it in every, like, conceivable way. Oh, the the pure jazziness of it. The, it's It's got a really weird structure that is, like, some songs are very, like, there's a bunch of, like, you know how I said there's, like, perfunctory guitar solos last album where right. you, the structure is very like okay i know what's gonna happen i've put this very simple puzzle together before but like this song has a structure that is like a delight to listen to every time have you noticed that the steely dan overton window keeps shifting towards jazz in uh when it when it in their yeah. discography yeah they're getting pretty jazzy and uh, I'm not complaining because that's when no. I think they're at the best. I mean, exactly. they do need the fusion. If they went full, yeah. if they went full jazz, well, they already went full jazz. And it's called East St. Louis Toodaloo. If they yeah, went full jazz, that... that's the kind of jazz they would go. They need the fusion. Yeah, they need the fusion because they. Let's be honest; these are like two of the least swag, <laughs> the, like the most swagless men on on the planet. <laughs> So they kind of need to balance it out. They do. Yeah. Uh, and I think they, they, they get a good... But, but I also think it doesn't need to be a 50-50 balance. No, no, no. I think it'd be like 75-25. Yeah, I like it when the jazz is a little bit, uh, you know, the dominant one. It's good. Right. It's good right. to me when it happens like that. So that's why I like green earrings. Uh, what do you think? I think it's fucking great. I think it's just, like, wonderful. I think it, like, it just... I don't know. I love this. I think the back half of this album, we're officially in the back half now. It is probably the most hidden half of the album. Oh, the oh yeah. I mean, I kind of don't hate any part of it. Right. There's not really a skippable part. Even right. the ones where I'm just like, yeah, that's not my favorite. I'm going to listen to it. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to not even... listen to Sign In Stranger. Even the Beatles, um, Abbey Road medley, I'm going to mention the Beatles on every episode. You have um, to, it's part of your e contract. <laughs> Even the Beatles' Abbey Road medley has skippable shit uh, where I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to listen to Here Comes the Sun. No one wants um, to listen to that goddamn song anymore. Uh, God. It's, uh, this, this is, entire album goes hard, and I'm glad they did, because they really set up going hard for the next two. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. This is very much like they're taking off. Like, the, 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 Katie lied, you know, they were sort of piloting the runway, you know, sort of driving around, you know how it is when planes just kind of, like, drive around like a car for a little bit before they're allowed to go in the sky. That's what yeah. it was like. Uh, and this is, they're, they're finally starting to take off here. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're taking off, they're flying a plane to Haiti to get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> 
listen, when I oh. said that this was divorce music, I didn't mean You didn't this. mean literally a song about going to Haiti to get a divorce. This is like, no, like, this is not even, like, that's not a, um, that's not hyperbole. This is a song about apparently how easy it is to get a divorce in Haiti. Yeah, no, I looked that up. So, like, at the time, this was, like, a known thing, you know, like, because I was like, I don't know what Haitian divorce means. Are they being problematic? So I looked it up. And, um, uh, no, yeah, apparently so. I don't know if this is still the case, because, I mean, you know, everyone's getting divorced everywhere. Uh, but at the time, couples in America would often fly to Haiti because you could get a divorce there without the others, without the other parties, like, express permission to get divorced. Which is like, but how does that even work? How, are you luring them to Haiti? I don't. Yeah, no, I have no clue. Like, so you're divorced in Haiti, but also in the U.S. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't make sense. If your if your if your marriage was like set up in the U.S., doesn't it have to be recognized by the? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, it, it, but I don't know. Haitian law at the time it also covered non-Haitians to be able to get this like quick and easy divorce, and I guess the U.S. recognized these. Haitian divorces. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. We recognized a lot of stuff in the 70s that didn't make any sense. But, uh, yeah, no, this sounds like a... Like a, you know, she's... Uh, like a... Like a lady cheating... Cheating to being unfaithful, right? I think she... Uh, she did She did some cheating. I think in, she did some cheating. In Haiti. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I feel really, really bad for Clean Willie. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Clean Willie. Uh, sorry, Babs turned on you. No one's named this, but only in a Steely Dance song. These are okay. No, these are names David Lynch would pick for like main characters. Oh, Babs and Clean Willie are absolutely tertiary characters that got cut from the Twin Peaks Return show. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're tertiary characters that got cut from Twin Peaks of Return and main characters in Inland Empire. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> they, they're out here like, David Lynch is out here like, mm, Babs and Clean Willie. <laughs> they are together and they are playing songs. You see, it's very easy to get a divorce there in Haiti. <laughs> and that's basically the concept here. <laughs> David Lynch. That's me. Okay, <laughs> okay we're done. We're, we're <laughs> Haitian divorce is fun. Uh, it's... Oh, apparently they still have very liberal divorce laws. Oh, cool. So, anyone listening, you want a you want a destination divorce? Port-au-Prince. Port-au-Prince is calling. As little as twelve days after filing, without their spouse's consent. Wow, that's not even uh, less than two weeks. It includes non-Haitians. You just have to go for a two-week vacation in Haiti. And while and you're there, you can meet a fun guy at a club and have a, have a fun little baby. A fun little baby. Mark. Well, uh, that 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 relationship ended poorly, but not as poorly as this next relationship is going. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, Clean Willy has nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, everything you did. The first fucking lyric is, where did that bastard run? <laughs> this is a cheating song where I think Steely is going to kill somebody, and he does. Does he kill? Yeah, I'm gonna get a gun, shoot the lover down. Traces are everywhere in our happy home. Traces are everywhere in our happy home. I'm I'm assuming maybe that's like blood or like memories. 
No, I think traces are everywhere in her happy home. Now you better tell me everything you did. Like, there's traces of your infidelity. I've, you know, you didn't hide it well, so now you might as well come clean. Right, 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 right. Okay, that makes sense. That's but what also, I... he's got a gun. He does have a gun. <laughs> he... <sighs> now that seems like, I'm, go- I'm gonna get a gun, he says. I'm gonna get a gun, shoot the lover down. Are you gonna tell me everything you did? Like, if you don't tell me, I'm gonna get a gun and become a crime boy. Yeah. You, I'm just a, I'm just a regular loser. This is just a loser song, but it could become a crime boy song if you don't tell me. Yeah, this is like, this is a warning. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, the bridge. Now, so the first time I listened to the song, I was like, kind of not loving the song immediately. Right. But the bridge got me. The bridge. The bridge got me. I never knew you were a roller skater. You're gonna show me later. Turn up the eagles. The neighbors are listening. <laughs> Holy shit! So there is, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a reference there. That's Wal- so good. Walter Becker's girlfriend loved the eagles. She played them all the time. Drove them nuts. They were having a fight, uh, and that's where the genesis came from. Turn up the eagles. The neighbors are listening, so they don't hear the uh, right to cover up the sound of the fight. Right. Yeah. Um, so you cover you cover up the sound of a fight with bad music. <laughs> No, there's this gets even deeper, right? So this um so they do this. This is like a playful they don't actually they're not trying to like make fun of the Eagles, right? They have like a you know, like a professional like camaraderie with them, right? Um yeah. so I I I think this is I don't think this is mean or anything, but Glenn Frey of the of the Eagles well, he explains their little return volley that they put into Hotel California. Do you know about this? Yes, I do. They hear this line, turn up the eagles, the neighbors are listening, <laughs> like sort of implicating them in domestic violence, which is funny. <laughs> so they're like, oh, I see. So in Hotel California, the lyric, they stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like a little, like, gotcha back at Steely Dan. <laughs> that was very... um the Eagles are saying, you know, you want to implicate us in, in domestic in domestic disputes. Well, you know, you're out here putting your penis in things. Yeah. <laughs> you, you named your band after a, a dick. After it's, big penis. After big pe- You're in the pocket of big penis. And we're the Eagles. So there. Why did you make uh, them sound like they have like a Liverpudlian accent? Hey, we're the Eagles. We're the Eagles. <laughs> Hotel California is our biggest hit. <laughs> We we suck. We make stupid music. I it's turning into the turning into Yogi Bear. I can't can't hold on to an accent for too long, unless it's my stupid American one. While we're here, yeah, uh, I hate the Eagles so much. I don't think any of their music <laughs> is good. No, um, they all suck. It's they, no redeeming qualities. They all suck. And also, uh, what's his name? The Eagles guy got really mad at uh, Frank Mr. Ocean. Eagle. Yeah. yeah. For covering, for covering, and is like you know, sampling is bad. You know, you you, you owe us money, and um, I I decided to just sample him. <laughs> so yeah, fuck the Eagles. Yeah, fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles um, in a big way. If you're gonna if you're gonna fight with your uh, partner, uh, listen to better music during that. Yeah. Or don't get into a screaming match with them. I don't know. It's your life. I'm May I suggest Nikki Flowers music? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> please don't song? kill your partner to Nikki Flowers' debut album. Yeah, p- uh, please for the love of God, wait until I come up with the second one. 
<laughs> we're on the last song of the album already, which is yeah. like surprising because like kind of mirrors the way I felt when I listened to it. it. It's like it's so listenable. Right. This album goes it, by quick, too. And not in a like, oh, thank God it's over kind of way. Of, it's just kind of like, oh, that that went down smooth. There's there was no uh, <laughs> no songs about pedophiles on this one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not today. This this one's a smooth one. Uh, Royal Scam, the title track. They they close with the title track. That's always a fun choice. Yeah, this is uh, this is about racism, uh, and it's about um, Puerto Rico. Uh, oh, yeah, because they are talking about the 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 red and green flag, the ancestral colors of Puerto oh, Rico. Oh, of course, red, yeah. green, and yellow colors flag. from their sunny island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're talking about San Juan in the first verse. Uh, of course. It's it's a great song. I initially thought this was about the um the British monarchy and I was coming prepared with a bit about how this is their hail to the thief. <laughs> this but, is their hail to the thief, yeah. But no, this is just like their well, could be. They just got a really sad song about immigrants. This is like This is yeah, just like I got I I didn't get the like specifics, but I like I I sort of got from the gist of it. It's just this is kind of like um uh, like, ah, oh, yeah, buying into this American dream. I'm so sorry they scammed you when they told you about this. Yeah, it's very, very Springsteenian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it, it, I wouldn't say it's quite full Nebraska, but it's no. definitely like musically, definitely not either. But yeah, no, it is. It's it's definitely like uh, you know, boy, America and its promises sure don't seem to hold up. Too it's, good. <laughs> it's very much, yeah, like a proto born in the USA, but without the part where hella politicians uh, misunderstood the point of the song. And of course, there's some drug use because it's Steely Dan. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's part of it. Paints part of the picture. Yeah. They're just, you know, they're smoking some heroin, it looks like. It's heroin, yeah. It's heroin. It's, they like it's, singing about heroin. I, I, I do wonder, have they done heroin or are they just like... I, you know what? So I looked this up before the first episode because mm-hmm. of the barred references to like the drug bust, right? And I was like, okay, so they got busted for like having pot, but like they all they also keep talking about like chasing the dragon, and it's like, okay, but do you guys, do you guys is this like one of your gun songs where you just like singing about tough guys, or you know what I mean? Like I I can't tell because I I don't. I haven't seen any info saying that they were like, like they've they've gotten over hard drug problems. They might actually, have. actually, maybe Becker spent some enough. time addicted to heroin in the seventies. Oh, okay, so maybe I just didn't. I don't know. I listen. I uh, I don't do research for this stuff. Okay, no, <laughs> we're going in. We're going in unprepared half the time. That's why this is. Um, it's good for longtime fans because they. They get to hear someone be wrong about the thing they, they like for a I'm little bit. I'm pretty sure they learn. <laughs> that the longtime fans who listen to this podcast, the longtime Dan fans, act like the narrator in everything you did. They're about to, like, shoot us with a gun. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're furious that I was like, yeah, I couldn't find anything about having a heroin problem. It probably never <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I meant. It's like the, it's, the, the references were so, you know. It felt like it was coming from a, a, a perspective of someone who kind of knew. Right. So it's it's good to know. Um, 
Yeah, no, I like this song. I think this is, uh, I don't think it's the strongest uh, album closer ever, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. It honestly doesn't feel like it's the, like the last song on the album. For some I reason, think, it feels like it just ends. I th- well, I th- yeah, I think the, the outro is like over a minute long and it still kind of feels like there's more song yeah to to be listened to but no uh i don't think uh i don't think it's a it's in a bad way sometimes an album kind of ends abruptly and it's like oh jesus all right yeah um kind of kick us to the curb there but no it just kind of is like no that's the royal scam yeah we said what we wanted to say didn't uh didn't outlast its welcome uh which is good i'm picking up something fucking great i'm picking up a fucking incredible like i didn't i did not expect this to be good after you know, A, the fact that we were just relegating it to its own episode, and B, the fact that, you know, it came after two albums that I did not like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was not, not thrilled about, about going into it. I was like, kind of like, oh, I don't know. This is another misstep before they, like, figure it out with Asia. And it's like, no, this is when they figured it out. Yeah, this is when they started figuring out. I mean, it's, it's no Asia. Nothing is, like I no, said. but. Course. This is when they started putting the pieces together and being like, oh, Asia. Oh, Steely Dan. This is what the Steely the Steely Dan band is all about. But yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> so that is the Royal Scam. Please listen to it if you haven't. And yeah. if you have, you could also listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it's 41 minutes, I believe. No, you know, not, not, not a huge waste of your time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so listenable. Yeah, absolutely. Five bags of popcorn. Okay, so uh, just to wrap up here, we got some listener mail. I guess you could call it. Um, yeah. We got so we got some questions. We you want to you want to answer some listener questions? Uh, yeah. Let's take a break first. Okay, yeah. Let's take a quick break. Well, speaking of uh, the co-host from earlier, not you. Yeah, fuck. The co-host who hates illiterate people for some reason. <laughs> but the co-host of the nice website who is fine if you don't know how to read. Um, cohost.org. You know what? They have a horrible terms of service. And I don't think... <laughs> they, I think they they if you babies. If you sign up service. for their website, cohost.org, uh, you will be murdered yeah, by egg I, bug. I read it on a Twitter thread of a person you, who definitely had their best interest in mind. Anyway. <laughs> On co-host, I got some, uh, I, I uh, requested any Dan heads to come forward. It's funny calling them Dan heads because Dan refers to penis. So it's like I'm calling them penis heads. So I asked my fellow penis heads <laughs> if they had any questions or comments about Steely Dan they wanted answered. And I got a couple. Uh, Hannah at A-New-Low on co-host asks... Why do some Steely Dan fans not acknowledge the truth of their convictions and go full Yacht Rock enjoyer? Good question. I feel like a lot of people misunderstand what Steely Dan is. So I, yeah, so I I like this question because I think there is a kernel of truth. I think, I think, you know, I I like, there's some Yacht Rock I like. Uh, Fucking Christopher Cross beats ass. Absolutely. But, and that is... I know we keep saying East Coast boys with the West Coast sound, but like West Coast sound used to exclusively refer to Yacht Rock. So, and so that's not exactly what I'm going in for, but also like Yacht Rock and smooth jazz and jazz fusion are related, but I I think they're very different. 
they have they have they're they're like a triple Venn diagram, but they're not quite a circle. They're they're close, but they're not a circle. Right. Yeah, because like Steely Dan has musical moments that I would describe as yacht rock esque, right? Absolutely, yeah. But they are singing about heroin addicts yes. and murders. Yeah, and, and I don't like, think Yacht Rock touches that. Yeah, kind of like one of the main things about Yacht Rock is that it's supposed to be a good time. You're vibing. You're on the ocean. No one is shooting each other with guns because of heroin. Yeah, and nobody's like shooting up. It's, yeah. No, it's, like, no problem there. It's fine. It's just that, like, you know, it's a different thing. It's just a right. different thing. <laughs> it's just an entirely different thing. Yeah. I The thing, the reason why I think... Just getting back to like the the first thing I said, uh, why people seem to get into yacht rock based on Steely Dan, like you know denying their truth of the fact that they're actually you know like like jazz fusion heads, mm-hmm. uh, is that I think a lot of people who say they're into Steely Dan are not actually listening to Steely Dan. Uh, yeah. I think that there is like a layer of irony to it, and I think that there is you know a, a misconception of who is. I'm not saying, like, you know, no true Steely Dan fan. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I feel like there is a layer of people who are, like, who jokingly get into Steely Dan and they immediately are like, oh, this is Yacht Rock. When it's a little bit, like you said, it's more nuanced than that. It's like, well, and also, the other thing my girlfriend has said to me, she's revealing so many things about Steely Dan that I didn't realize but are fully true, is uh, I showed her the Fez. Because I was obsessed yeah. with it. Like, the Tuesday, where I was just like, there's the only song I could listen to. So I was like, oh, you're going uh, to hear the fest. Uh, and she's like, it's no wonder They Might Be Giants fan like Steely Dan so much. I was like, oh my god, you're right. Explain. They are... They have a... They have this thing about them that is very, like, their albums are varied... Mm-hmm. Like, they they can sometimes go genre to genre. Like, Katie lied. It's jazz fusion, and all of a sudden, it's a Calypso song about a monster, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, it's a very... Like, that's a... Re- Actually, it's a really good example. That's like that's like if They Might Be Giants worked very dark, right? Everyone's yeah. gone to the movies. It's a very upbeat song. You remove the vocals and lyrics. It's very upbeat and happy. You add the lyrics, very dark lyrics, Right? So you're saying that 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 um, you know, your girlfriends talk about how you know they're they're like a kids band, much like they might be giants. Much like they might be giants <laughs> is also sometimes a kids band. <laughs> so that's that's like even further proof. Yeah. So I think. So what my point is, right? Like they might. It's hard. To, well, see, it's the thing. You can't really call they might be giants a kids band, but you also can't really call them like an adult indie rock band. I that would call them more the, of a more of a kids band than you think because no, they've no, actually put can. out kid albums. No, you can though. But like my point is, you can't really pigeonhole them like that. Like you can't really say like they might be giants is X pop music, and you can't really say Steely Dan is. You can't say Steely Dan is yacht rock because they've done some yacht rock. But the whole Ish. thing about them being a fusion band is that it's a fusion of a lot of things, right? So you probably heard a song that was more Yacht Rock than any other th- element, right? And just stuck to it. Yeah. Like, Zach. We had Zach on uh, last week, Zach Emerson of Doomtrip Records, and our good friend Alex. This is part of the mailbag now. Hope that answered your question. Uh, we're moving on. 
Um, <laughs> our good friend Alex uh, pushed back at Zach, uh, uh, Zach's criticism of, uh, uh, not criticism, but like just why, I guess criticism too, but, but why he didn't vibe with Steely Dan is that they, they didn't push any envelopes, that they weren't doing anything new. And Alex, you know, uh, pointed out that the, the session musicians are, are doing a lot of really, um, really subtle, but really like, they're very like musicians- musical choices that they're making right 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 like you know how uh chain lightning i didn't like chain lightning no it was kind of it's like a very like okay you're doing like a blues song but there's no like you're not doing anything with it this is just like a boring blues song Mm -hmm. um but like i read more about it because i have this book of uh fucking i could get the book out actually Uh, let me let me see if i can it's a couple pages ago this is good. This is good content. Me flipping through a book. <laughs> Fuck it. Okay, anyway. Uh, Rick Derringer was playing guitar. I, I'm just going to paraphrase, right? Rick Derringer is playing guitar on Chain Lightning. Yeah. And he and he thought that... He thought the same thing. Oh, it's just like a standard blues song. But he got the... Uh, you know, he got the sheet music or whatever, but realized that every chord is constantly modulating. Yeah. Throughout the entire song, the whole thing is re- is constantly modulating, which adds a different layer to the song that makes me appreciate it more. I don't really like listening to it, but I I, I, I recognize that. Oh, okay, so they were doing something there. Yeah, it just wasn't I, for me. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing that like the, the, we're not saying that there's not like a lot of musicianship going on in those two albums that are mid. It's just not good musicianship. <laughs> It's no, just, it is. It's just like the 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 the. the it's a, uh, I don't know. It's the songwriting more than a, the musicianship. Yeah, a different vibe going on that we're not really. You know, sometimes albums just don't work. I don't know. Right. But but the the sort of my larger point is that like they are they are a lot of things. So mm. when people say, "Oh, well, they don't do," they're 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 this one thing. Well, they they could be a little bit. Anyway, that's what I find interesting. I think every every uh, criticism, like, you know, they should be, you know, less dad music or whatever. I think that's unfair and wrong, but I respect the opinion because I, I get it. Yeah, they didn't choose, They didn't set out to become dad music. It just happened. It just happened, yeah. Uh, at Clowder on co-host asks, who's your favorite guy in the songs you've listened to so far? Understanding the gaucho is probably a few albums away. Uh, yeah, we will get to the gaucho. Yeah, we'll get. We're, we'll we, get we have like a whole half hour on the gaucho, okay? <laughs> but who's your favorite guy? I'm curious. My favorite guy. There's a lot of guys. There's, so like, there's this is like a tough a question. Ton of guys. I'm asking you first because I have to go through my notes and be like, oh, fuck, who are the guys? I think that whoever the guy is on Reeling in the Years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that a guy really who's having sarcastic guy, yeah, who's just having a good fucking time. I think that might be my guy. He's he's a major dude guy. You so that's that's sort of your your preferred genre of guy. Yeah, like I, okay. I, now that you say major dude, I think the any major dude would tell you guy. He's he's really good. He's the I I was gonna go with him. That's that was my segue into my choice, and I I think I think I'll share that choice with you if you want to go with major dude because like. Uh, my funky one, like call like a guy who's like, I sort of, I, I my head canon is that he's talking to one of his friends who's having a bad acid trip, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you want that kind of calm, 
presence when you're having a bad trip of like, hey, man. Oh, there's a demon at the door? Don't worry about it. He'll go away. Yeah, the door's locked. Don't worry. Yeah, my major come dude. In. Yeah, don't don't freak out, my funky one. Like, that's that's a fun guy. That is, I think those are two new names for your sweetheart. Uh, my funky one and my, my major dude. Yeah. Oh, those are good. <laughs> oh, those are real good. Yeah, I, I guess... know that the, first, the, the last one's a little gendered, but, like, I feel like you could kind of... But yeah, it depends. Dr. Wu. I mean, Dr. Wu is also a guy who's a real Dr. guy. Dr. Wu is a real guy. Who actually did help a lot of uh, people uh, with uh, drug addiction. So, like, I mean, if we're if we're judging guys based on, like, <laughs> if they're real and did good in the world, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, hmm. Dr. Wu did hide Katie's lies, though. He did, though. So, he did know, cover up Katie's lies. Just further proof that... Uh, even even good men are uh, aren't, aren't fully black and white. I don't know. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just pulling it pulling the strings here. Yeah, I, I probably have to go with Major Dude as my yeah. as my guy. I'm gonna say the Major Dude guy. The Major Dude guy. Yeah. Uh, at Graham, Graham asks, is there cultural relevance to the fact that Hey Arnold's grandpa sometimes went by Steely Phil? Is there overlap between that character's actions and Steely Dan's? Or is it more of a hollow reference? I think it's more hollow. No, I think it's deeper. I think it goes all the way to the top. You think it goes all the way to the top? I think Let's hear this. I think Walter Becker was secretly hired as a writer on Hey Arnold and was instilling the cartoon with his pernicious Dan propaganda. Oh, shit. Donald Steely Fagan infiltrated the offices of Nickelodeon and rose up the ranks to become a high-ranking executive to try and stop Dan. You know what? That makes sense with all the stuff they greenlit in the 90s. But it failed. (laughs) Uh, No, I have no clue. (laughs) Um, It was probably just uh, one of the writers just like, hey, uh, he'd, he'd probably like Steely Dan. He's a, he was it. a little old for Steely Dan. Yeah, but he was a cool grandpa. Yeah. And oh, wait, actually, every episode of Hey Arnold had that same melancholy that every Steely Dan song has. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe Hey Arnold is the first way I found out I had depression. I think that's so valid. Um, I think um, I think Stoop Kid would be a good Steely Dan guy. <laughs> Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> if they did a song about Stoop Kid. Or like that episode where Mr. Wynn became a country star. Oh god, that's that's a Steely Dan loser song right there. No offense, Mr. Wynn, but come on. Oscar, okay, Oscar, You Keep the Money would be a Steely Dan song. <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah. So, I, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> uh, let's see, Do you did you get anything on the Picking Up Something Good Twitter account? The, the thing that on that website that doesn't isn't going to exist when this episode goes live? Uh, yeah, that won't exist in the next 24 hours. Um, yeah. Giving it a quick check. No, I didn't get anything because nobody right. listens to what I say. God damn uh, it. Uh, I didn't get anything on Twitter either. It's kind of a fucking ghost town. Yeah, it's kind of a ghost town. I don't blame anybody. Um, but I do have something for you before we break. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. I, I, I remember there were questions in the Discord. Oh, let's grab let's grab some of those. Uh, uh, one more question. This is from 
uh, my top secret super cool Discord uh, that uh, I'm not telling you about. Unless you're in there already and you know about no. it. Anyway. Shout out to Flowersnet. Shout out to Flowersnet. Uh, our friend at Polynimity asks, what is the relationship between Todd Howard and Steely Dan? They both went to Bard College. They both went to Bard College. <laughs> they both went to Bard College, and there's like a there's like a lot of lying going on in what Todd Howard says about things like, for example, um, yeah. uh, for example, he's constantly lying about the new video game Starfield, um, and I feel like I feel like Steely Dan do a lot of similar lying, but they call it songwriting. Absolutely, that's so funny. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, they both went to Bard College is kind of the perfect answer. I don't have anything else for that. That's, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. great. So that's the episode. Uh, no, no, <gasps> wait. Oh my God. You're right. What no! do you, got? what do you, what, what, what's up? Welcome to Skunk Corner, baby. Oh, oh shit. Oh no. Skunk <laughs> Corner. I didn't think he'd had anything else. No, 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 though. There's so much more about Skunk Corner. This is a mi- this is a minor Skunk Corner. Okay. Uh, oh, well, welcome to Skunk Corner, everyone. Gather in, gather in. Mace, what do you got? I have something absolutely insane okay. uh, relating to uh, Skunk's career in um, missile defense. Oh, God, yeah, that fucking thing, yeah. So, um, Skunk's career in missile defense just kind of, like, it loops around, which, first of all, before I continue, I'm looking at a picture of Skunk in the present day right now. Yeah. Uh, and he has one of those weird, um, he's got, like, slicked back gray hair, mm-hmm. and he's got one of those weird beards that just covers his mouth. Oh, uh, like, a, like, a, like a goatee, but not yeah, one of those? It, it just covers his mouth, and he looks like an old-timey prospector, except not wearing a hat. You're going to have to send me this skunk pic, right? Like, Yeah, let me just... You're not going to yeah. leave me hanging here. i got to see this weird let me, old man. I'm sending you the skunk pic right now. Show me the... that old man! Let's see. Well, fucking skunk piece of shit. Um, Hold on. There, there that, he that... is! Oh, shit! Where's his mouth? It's all he hair. Have one. His He's hair, like... his mouth is hair. He's like Keanu Reeves in um in oh, the Matrix. Oh yeah, and he's got he's still got his seventies. You know, I was in the Doobie Brothers sideburns. Oh yeah, yeah. This guy, oh, and he's got the black t shirt and the black blazer. Yeah, this is such an old guy. Look, this is like such a guy. That's a ponytail. That's a ponytail for yeah, sure. There's a ponytail back there. Yep. This is a this is a, this is the guy that I thought that he was. Yes, that's skunk. Incredible. However, um, this is not what I was. What I came to give you. I I appreciate it, and I can't believe there's more. So, um, you know, he's a specialist reserve officer with the LAPD anti terrorist division. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, we do a lot of terrorism here in LA. A lot of, t- <laughs> a lot of terrorism and Steely Dan overlap for some reason. The, the the Steely Dan guys are obsessed with this shit. The LASD, you know, terrorism early warning group. We do like a lot of it, I guess. Oh God, yeah. Uh, but but, St- yeah. Uh, uh, Skunk is in another band. Yeah, Doobie he's Brothers. not in the Doobie Brothers. Wait, he's he's in the Doobie Brothers, but he's in a band currently. Right now. Right now. Year of it's our a- Luigi, twenty twenty two. Yes, it's called. Wow. Uh, the band is called the Coalition of the Willing. No, it isn't. Do you want to guess who is in the Coalition of the Willing? coalition of wait don't google it don't google it <laughs> damn it okay oh how did you guess was it me typing and i heard saying typing. it out loud okay. yeah uh <laughs> damn it okay okay i didn't type it in or i didn't uh 
press enter, I should say. Uh, well, is it, uh, the CEO of Raytheon or something like that? No. Is it, oh god, is it cops? No. Is it, is it someone I should know? You know this person. I do? And I'll tell you. Okay, yeah, who is it? I'm gonna lead up. Um, he plays in the band The Coalition of the Willing. A band okay. comprising Andra Simonyi, Hungarian ambassador to the United States, uh, Alexander Vershbo, U.S. ambassador to South Korea, Okay. Daniel Poneman, formerly of the United States National Security Council and later the Obama administration's deputy security of energy. Okay, who, okay, hold on. I'm like thinking about like, okay, hold on. Who's like a type deputy of guy secretary, that I would know? Sorry. Uh, Lincoln Bloomfield, former United States assistant secretary of state for political military affairs. Okay. And I don't know, Anthony Blinken. Ant- Whoa, wait, hold on. Say that again? U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. <laughs> no fucking... No fucking way... Oh my god, skunk. <laughs> what? No, you're... My brain was like, don't... <laughs> He's gonna say Rahm Emanuel, and I kind I would have reacted to that better, I think. Coalition <laughs> of the Willing? God, that's such a fascist name. That sounds so fash, doesn't it? Oh, the term Coalition of the Willing was applied to the U.S.-led multinational force in Iraq. Jesus Christ. Fuck off. Oh, my God. It's like an Iraq war reference. He also has multiple day jobs. He's a consultant for the global security sector of the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, a member of the Director of Strategic Red Team at MIT slash Lincoln Labs, and a senior thinker for the Institute of Human and Machine Cognition. Uh, he's also the chairman of the Civilian Advisory Board for Ballistic Missile Defense for the Potomac Institute of Policy Studies and... Potomac. Potomac, whatever. Sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's skunk. Who, who cares? You're from there, right? No, I'm not. You're, the you're Potomac from... is Washington, D.C. That's where that I river is. I thought that was like... Okay, fair. Um... A two-time Grammy Award winner, Baxter has worked as a consultant for Northrop Grumman, yeah. Science Applications International uh, Corporation, Ball Aerospace, General Atomics Aeronautical System, Photon Research, General Dynamics Information Technologies, and other companies. I t- How is this man in a band with all these people? They have one album. They only have one album. Oh my god, look at the album art for The Coalition of the Willing, self-titled. I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it. I gotta see it. Baxter's not on it, though. That's weird. There is another band called Coalition of the Willing. This oh, might be this the... is different. So, okay, this is... Sorry, never mind. No, this is a different band, because it said jazz, rock, improvisation. I'm like, yeah, fucking skunk, of course. No, this is a different group of guys. That yeah, doesn't there... say skunk. That says Skerrick. There is, there's a video here of Jeff Skunk Baxter and the Coalition of the Willing performing at a bar, um... In 2007. Oh my god. Are you sure it's not them? Because that's also when Coalition of the Willing, the other one, was active. I know, but look. Check it out. Like, you can see Skunk on stage in this video. There he is. Oh my god, that's him. Yeah. Look at him! Look at him go! Playing at, uh, Madam's Organ, which is, I guess, if you're from DC, whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's a bunch of old guys. Is this an original? Do they is they a cover band? Like what? No, is... they play they play originals. Okay. Uh, and Anthony Blinken has a band called A Blinken. Fuck off. Pronounced I... A Blinken. Yeah. All right. I. I was gonna say something that might get us put on a list, so I don't think I will. Yeah. Let's uh... just, let's let's say goodbye for the week. Yeah. I think. Instead, <laughs> we will close out Skunk Corner. Thank you for the additional brainworms. <laughs>
Mace, and uh, thank you, listener, for listening to episode three, uh, Re- Revenge of the Skunk, <laughs> of Steely Dan Sember, uh, which is a part of the limited event prestige podcast known as Picking Up Something Good. Uh, I'm your host, Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers. I have a website. It's nikkiflowers.neocities.org. Please, for the hey, love hey, of hey, God. Hey, 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 What? What? No linking. Oh, so- shit. You're right. <laughs> anyway, uh, nikkiflowers.neocities.org. Wait, okay, yeah, okay. Well, I already did it, so we're already in trouble. So yeah, nikkiflowers.neocities.org. Subscribe to the RSS feed. It's 2006 again. Uh, Matt's waiting just outside of the studio. I can see him. He's got a bat, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got the bat. He's got the bat. Um, I hate when he's got the bat. All right, well, we'll wrap this up quick. NikkiFlowers.Bandcamp.com. All the links are actually on that website I gave you. Just go there. Just go yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me. Um, I'm, I'm Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. You can find me, uh, all my stuff, at EchoVessel.com. Uh, that's easier than, you know, delineating things for you. It's so nice having a website. I realize so, this now. It is so nice having a website. It's incredible. Um, you can find me at uh, Twitter.com. No. Sorry. No, you no, you can't find anyone there. <laughs> you, well, you can find one guy, but I don't know that you want to find him. Yeah, I don't know that you want. He's having kind of a bad time. Yeah, um, yeah we've run a label called Neo Detritus. Uh, we're working on some radio stuff for the new year. Um, Nikki and I also have a podcast called uh, And Also With You. It is a yearly Star Wars podcast where we cover a new hope once a year. That is coming up. Yeah. Wow. Like five months. Five months from now, we get to cover the next minute. Anyway, what's on what's on the deck for next episode? Next episode is huge. Uh, next episode is like Christmas week, so that's one thing. Yeah, um, we'll be a little late, by the way. Yeah, it's not gonna be it's it's not gonna be exactly on Monday, uh, because no offense, we're gonna be busy. Um, and uh, we've got we've got two albums. We've got two. We were back at two. Which ones? We're, co- we're covering Asia and Gaucho. Gaucho! This is gonna be like a mega episode. Yeah. Like a mega. Mega. Me, me, mega Dan. This is a Mega Dan. Me, Megaladan. Megaladan! Oh, Megaladan. Oh, Megaladan. And we've got two special guests. Well, we, we won't mention them and we won't right mention now. We won't mention them now, but it'll be fun. Yeah. We won't mention them now mostly just because we want to make sure that they can show yeah. up. But Cause, <laughs> uh, Yeah, because again. I can't stress this enough. It's Christmas week. Uh, it's, it's Christmas week schedules, you know. But it's important we get this episode out because it's Asian Gaucho. So look forward to that, Mace. This is a fun episode. Please don't do it without the fez on. Please don't do it without the fez on. Wrap your peckers. Um, if you're if you're gonna fuck, uh, put on a little put on a little song. <laughs> anyway, bye 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 bye.